Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. So today we are going to talk about the shape of stories. And this comes a bit from um, Kurt Vonnegut's lecture on this. You should absolutely go find it and watch it because it's funny and clever and just, it's just delightful to watch. (laughs) And we've been wanting to talk about this for a while. We've talked in other episodes about different types of story structures and story um, plot things we've talked about the hero's journey and save the cat and all of that and so this is kind of just another approach to looking at the structure of your story and what it looks like and I think it's really interesting approach like that he mapped out kind of the rise and fall of a typical story so there's man in a hole Mm -hmm. which starts up it drops drops down down (laughs) really really far and this is on the scale of like good fortune to ill fortune and so starts good fortune drops to ill fortune often goes back up higher than it originally started yeah and sometimes you have a double man in hole like yeah it has that stop start high down high down ends higher than it started and then you have boy meets girl, which is like, yeah, I found this thing and it's awesome. <laughs> and up, then up. I lost the thing. <laughs> Third act breakup. Like, <laughs> or so even, even I love this, the movie Keanu about a kitten actually <laughs> is a boy meets girl, um, which he, yeah. he does say, even though these names say like man or boy and you know, sure. meets girl, it doesn't have to be any of those things. It can be yeah. many, many different things. But that breakup or loss, and then it comes back up and again, higher than it started. And then Cinderella, which is that stair step up, up, it starts really, really low, really poor fortune. (laughs) Um, Lowest, it's going to be the entire story, in fact, usually. Um, Stair step up, large drop when the, you know, midnight comes. Yes. But fast but, drop a sudden drop yeah yes, absolutely yeah. it takes 30 seconds for it to yeah, yeah. get there but it never drops below where it started out because she was mm-hmm. already at her lowest point and then yeah. it goes back up and I love that he says that about it won't like she has the memory of whatever it is or he or the cat right. like whatever it is that that you're telling the story about they have the memory of what's happened before that keeps them higher it, it will never it will always stay with them regardless yeah. of how this ends. and then from bad to worse which is that like if, yeah. if you're looking at like breaking bad or anything like yes. Mc- those are your tragedies yeah, yeah. Bad tragedies, ill to just going off the <laughs> deep end <laughs> down into whatever it is, metamorphosis by Kafka. <laughs> but then he also talks about which way is up. And this is the only, like, which way is up is, it's, it is a flat line, but it's the flat line where you just don't know what is good and bad. It's like Hamlet, yeah. where <laughs> it's, it's like... Who knows what is good and bad here, but it is tragedy. <laughs> like it's all yeah. on that kind of lower level. I forgot about that one. No. Yeah. 
if anything will actually change it. And he said that that one is actually the most like life, but it's so rare to get that right. And the only way it works is don't know what is good and bad fortune. Like the person reading the story is like the ghost comes you know, the, the guy is stabbed. <laughs> like the like there are so many, you know, Ophelia dies. There's him at the grave, like alas, poor York. What do any of these mean? Like we don't yeah, know. Yeah. But it's fascinating and it's fascinating to see a person going through it. Like yeah. a person going through it and also like Hamlet himself does not know what to make of any of these things. None of the things he does really works or gives any change, like really true change, but there's always things happening. Yeah, stuff happens. It's not just like normal everyday life. Yeah. (laughs) But what's funny is I was prepping for this and I remember a conversation where we're talking about change to find stories and it, it, it does. We're not questioning that, but there's a very weird play and like, in that conversation, I said, unless it doesn't. And I was thinking about this, the play by Samuel Beckett, Waiting for Godot, oh, which is yeah. the weirdest play <laughs> because nothing happens. It is like, it is want to tear your hair out, circular conversations yes, that, yes. that never get us anywhere. Nothing like this. It is this, kind of this, fascinating too. Right? <laughs> yeah. But people do it. They put it on over yeah, and over again. Yeah. You've had... Like Gandalf and Picard were in it and played the two characters off each other. And I think in many ways, it's 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 an experimental story yeah. that shows what stories need to be, but yeah. in an interesting way that makes you feel so uncomfortable. And like that end, the 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 ending is cathartic because you get to go into a world where there is change. Like you get yeah. it to go into a world where things actually matter again. Like you don't, you aren't stuck in this waiting place of for someone that's never going to come, mm-hmm. that they don't even know, like if this person is coming, like there's so much uncertainty and horribleness, yeah. but I think it only works because of that, because yeah. it understands exactly what story is. And it's going to say, I'm going to push this to the edge of comfort. You're going to sit here yeah. And you're going to hate it, but we're going to make it as interesting as possible, even though it's not interesting. <laughs> well, and I, I love that you said that, you know, it's experimental and and it can work. Like, that's a good example, but it's so rare and it's so hard to pull yes. off. And even in that, like, you have that same, like, tension of, like, what's good and bad? Like, is, do you yes. want this to have it or not? Like, I don't know. Um, Wait, do you want so, good to arrive? Like, that tension still, that, like... Yeah. It, it does I, especially if you haven't seen it before the uncertain like you almost have this breath of like when will we get relief yeah when will we get relief that something changes and mm-hmm. it's I- ironic that it comes with the end like yeah. nothing changes literally <laughs> but it comes with the curtain call with the yeah. like ah, the story's <laughs> over yeah it's finally done <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of it's one of those exceptions that proves the rule type yes, of thing. Yes. <laughs> You're like, this shows. <laughs> this shows, yeah, what that is, and and maybe Hamlet is experimental in that way too. That mm. it's very very hard to recreate and to make it feel resonant and interesting and fascinating. But yeah. it 
it did work. And yeah. again, it could be something that proves the rule of you really do need to have like emotional Home up and down elevation yeah. change. Yeah. And and I always like looking at it because fortune, like good fortune and ill fortune is a re- really great way of saying it because you mm-hmm. kind of can look at that a little more objectively. But yeah. I think tied to that fortune is really how we feel with yeah. the character. Yeah. And sometimes even if it's something that is bad that happens, but that the character feels a certain way about, yes, we can maybe even have this dissonance of yeah. it's a bad thing, but this character feels this way. So yeah. we might have a slightly different emotional elevation. Right. Well, and if they feel in some way better or stronger or you know, like than they did at the beginning, then it still feels like that upward elevation, even if their circumstances haven't changed. So yeah, that shape doesn't have to always do with their circumstances. I like, that's a really good point. It has been fascinating to see even how people react to this because originally it was written for his, I love this, his like anthropology thesis and it was rejected. I didn't know that. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) And he said that they rejected it because it was too much fun, like <laughs> you know, in in his witty in humor. His yeah, he is yeah. very funny, um, very dry, and like half the things he has two different lectures, and we'll link them in. Half of the things he says, you're like, do you even mean what you just said? <laughs> and I, I think he's actually, I think he's saying a lot, even mm. like some political things that he's saying but meaning the opposite which makes that lecture so fascinating yeah but I love even just that it was rejected then yeah like they they did not agree with it what's really funny though is um some researchers recently 2016 um in the University of Vermont and the University of Adelaide um did a research study they created kind of a a way to map out stories and the fortune in the story oh interesting and they found that he is right um (laughs) that um there's there's six that they found um one is rags to riches um, okay starts low goes high um tragedy or um riches to rags which is that fall that he talked about that from bad to worse um man in a hole or that man in a hole twice over yeah um the icarus which is a rise and then a fall cinderella which we had talked about and oedipus which is a fall rise fall Hmm. and i think it's funny that one like a good he's been talking about this for many many years and i think it's at least been 60 since it was originally proposed that (laughs) something a little more objective has like proven him right (laughs) i love that (laughs) but i also love um there's lots of people who have talked about and he's talked about that uh, man in a hole especially um some research suggests that man in a hole twice is like one of those that sells yeah far better than anything else and cinderella like those stories we love and connect with well i feel like man in a hole is like it feels like the classic story, you know, like it yes. is, it feels kind of what story is in my head. Like, 
You start out somewhere, it gets worse, and then it gets better. Like, this is what yes. we want to see, right? Like, we want some change. Yeah. We want something to happen to the character. So something has yeah. to get worse. And then we want to see them get out of it. I think well, that is the most basic level. Like, that's what we want from a story. That almost feels like wish fulfillment, too, right? Oh, like, when we yeah. go into something and we're just going along and something gets bad, we want it to get better. Like, yes. we want it to be something that we can recover from that we can end and end more joyfully or end more connected or however it is when we go through crisis we do want that light at the end of the tunnel and I I do think recognizing that when stories do that when they have that emotional elevation and it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have to start hi you can choose one of the other ones or you well can and even choose- cinderella is yeah. sort of a man in a whole story it just starts yeah. slow and gives you like a little more of that trajectory so you get the absolutely. rise and then you get the fall and the rise again absolutely um, yeah it, it just depends on where it starts and how yeah. it kind of unravels and yeah he even said um that there are many stories that kind of break these yeah. or that can't be easily plotted that's okay it's just recognizing that they have these kind of natural features what, yeah. what was funny is I was I was so curious about finding what people thought Pride and Prejudice was and it's funny because some people thought it was Boy Meets Girl or that kind of natural um being up and then down and losing something and coming up and I actually would argue that it's a little more like Cinderella I was just gonna say I would say it's Cinderella yeah yeah Yeah. because it feels like that you have that total like get the letter drop yeah and I don't think she feels the loss as she would someone who actually met someone and cared about someone she has more work to do than that yeah and I think it just feels more like a stair climb but I find that funny too. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. We could all disagree of what the elevation of these stories are, but I think recognizing even just the rises, deep falls, kind of how that works. Yeah. Um, and think about them of how to get that fall. Cause I think getting the fall right and yeah. authentically can often be the crux of the story. If it yeah, feels like it doesn't sure. work. Um, especially in obviously I'm thinking about romances a lot yeah and if you don't get that total drop that feels authentic I think sometimes you see the author like moving their hands like mm-hmm. you see the we're just coming up with a reason to separate them or we're just yes so thinking about getting that authentically like getting that yeah. knowing that that fall is coming wherever it is whatever the shape and just making sure it lands so that it's yeah. not an afterthought. Yeah. Or I feel like if you can't handle the fall, then make it a start low, go high, you know, like yes. a continuous up, you know, like you can do that and it can work too. It's not yes. as good. It's not as popular, you know, as more of a man in a hole or a Cinderella, but you can do that too. It works. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. There's options. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But that means really like you can't get the characters together until the end, you know, like because you need to start low and you have to go high and it has to continuously build. So that means you need the high point, them getting together to be at the end. Yes. And I think recognizing that, right? Like where can you let, if the fall is here, where can you lean into the like 
joy, awe of the moment, knowing that that fall is yet to come. Like there's something really delightful about seeing, getting an idea of how perfect these people are going to be together. And then having that ripped away from you in a very satisfying, like authentic to the characters way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you would in real life. Like not that this has to be like real life, but yeah. if it feels false, if it rings untrue, I think we just yeah. get annoyed. Because yeah. I've definitely read my share where I'm like <laughs> totally. Like, come, come on, on, guys. <laughs> just talk to each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I I think even getting that emotional authenticity, like the elevation of the emotion as well as the good versus ill fortune can really help there too, that when those things are in sync and you feel that emotional dip, that emotional fall, as well as the fortune one, it really does ring true. And it feels like such a different way to look at story too. Like as a writer coming at it from that perspective, like, okay, how low am I going to start my character or how high am I going to start them? And then what's going to be that like drop, that thing that makes things worse. (laughs) Um, And then how am I going to get them out of that again? Yeah. It's, I think it's a really good thing to think about. And kind of writing towards it, not necessarily showing your hands. Cause I think sometimes if you tip a little too much, what's happening that isn't as satisfying either. But when you yeah. write to it, when you know that that's coming wherever you're starting, then you can do that work of getting it to kind of feel cohesive. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like it was shoved in <laughs> as an it's afterthought. Totally. Oh, well, we highly recommend going and watching this lecture. It's fabulous. Yes. And, um, and then just kind of starting to think about maybe the stories you read what kind of shape does this have where does it start where does it end where does it drop and rise and as you write your stories think about that a little bit too so keep reading keep writing and keep putting your work out into the world